when you are dead last in the country in rushing yards, there's only one way to go but up, right? On today's show, I'm going to look at Pat Garwo and Alex Broom. I'm going to tell you why both of these running backs are set to have big seasons in 23. Going to want to hear why I think they're going to be exciting players for the Eagles in this upcoming season. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is AJ Black, Locked On BC. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter promo code LockedOnCollege, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. So BC's running game was absolutely abysmal last year. It just seemed like every time they touched the ball, they were two yards behind the line of scrimmage before they could even get the ball moving. And at one point maybe by game two or three, it felt like it wasn't even worth them trying to run the ball at all because it was just completely ineffective. It almost felt like BC needed to go air raid because the offensive line was so bad. They just couldn't do anything. And and, and the statistics at the end of the year pan that out. They were dead last in the country. A, a, a precipitous fall for a program that just years ago had Andre Williams and A.J. Dillon, and even a 1,000 yards from Pat Garrow just two years ago. So why am I positive that BC is going to be stepping up in the right direction? Why do I think this running back room is going to do much more than what we're expecting them to do? Well, if you've been listening to this podcast, folks, you know I've been saying all along that I think this this offensive line is going to take a not just a small step, a big step. And I said the big step, a lot of it's going to have to do with Christian Mahogany. When you have a potential all-ACC, but all-American guard coming back, it's going to make your line better. And who's going to reap the benefits of this? Yeah, Emmett Moorhead. Well, the quarterback's going to definitely be one of those guys. But the running game. I expect Broom, Alex Broom, who's a sophomore from Lipscomb Academy, and Pat Garwo to have breakout years. And why I'm saying this, what is a, a breakout year? Well, last year, Broom, who I, I think is really funny, if you looked at BC's uh, player page, he went. He went from five eight last year. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even kidding. If you look at the player play uh, statistics, he went from five eight last year to five six. That being said, the dude, the dude hit the gym this offseason. I, I was. I was at. A, I saw some press conference photos. This guy got big. So he's small. He's muscular. He's ready to roll. And we've already seen Pat Garwo do it. When when BC in 2021 had the the reverse where they couldn't get the the as Steve Adasio said the throw game going they relied on Pat Garwo and he got it going at times so he has the ability to do it he just needs an offensive line in front of him to to be able to run that ball 
Now, he's not the most explosive player. I'm not going to lie and tell you. I'm not going to get on here and say Pat Garo is going to be the next big uh, running back for BC. No. But what he will be is consistent. He will get you those first down yards. He will get you four, three, you know, four yards plus every time he gets the ball, as long as that offensive line in front of him are doing their jobs. And I think they will. So I'm expecting Garo to get those numbers. Will he hit a thousand yards? Now that's a good question. BC has, I think, one or two really good defenses they're playing this year. Like really good. And that would be Louisville. Who I, 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 I'm selling high. I'm buying high on them. To, that I think, I think the new head coach did a nice job of hitting the transfer portal to really set up that team. I think their defense will be pretty good in Florida state. Florida state's going to be really good. Other than that, could Garwo for 10 games, you know, average 80, 90 yards a game. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, folks. I think Garwo, you know, is going to be, I, I think with Emmett Moorhead, especially they're going to rely a lot on that off on that run game. If they can, they don't need to, this offense this year is not going to be so pass heavy like they had to be last year where they had to just pray to God that Zay Flowers can make a catch every time they went back. They can they can split this up a little bit more. They can take control of the clock. And I think that's what Garbo is going to do an excellent job at. I really think he's going to be that next guy. And, and so you look at him, you're, you're expecting, can he go back to 2021? I think he can. Is there a higher upside? Maybe a little bit, but I'm not really looking for him to explode. I'm looking for him just to to settle back in, to settle back into what he was when he was good. Alex Broom is the name I want to watch for. We saw last year against Louisville, Alex Broom take control of the game. He was absolutely explosive. Again, he's 5'6". I'd have to look. I, I I went and looked up what Dion Lewis was, who was another smaller running back. And I think he's like 5'10". So <laughs> Alex Brum is tiny. Cam Barfield's 5'6", too. He gives... So you have like the, 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 the lightning and thunder here. The lightning being Alex Brum. I think he's an explosive running back. And now we will get to see... We didn't get to see this last year. Other than that Louisville game what he can do when he has blockers in front of him. Because I, I, again, I am going with my, my prediction that this offensive line will be able to hold its own this year. That should, and I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm, my prediction, I'm not going to go ahead and say that they're going to be spectacular. I'm saying they're going to be solid. That's all they need to be is solid. If they are solid, we will get to see what Alex Broom can do when he has blockers downfield, when he can use that size and speed, he's tiny. Is he going to be an every down back? I don't think he has the body to do that, though he's jacked. But can he be a change of pace back where all of a sudden you you lose track of you know who's out there and boom, he rips off a 25-yard run? That is what I think will happen. I think we're going to see much more explosives out of Alex Broom than you would out of Pat Garwo, but in a smaller set. So I'm expecting more yards from Garwo, but I'm also expecting more explosives out of Broom. I think Alex Broom, 
might be the guy that we see, you know, on those BC packages making those big plays. Like all of a sudden, like, you know, it's like third and eight and all of a sudden he's rushing it for, you know, 30, 40 yards. I think you'll see, you know, smatterings of those plays throughout the season. And I'm interested to see how he also handles the pass game too. Mitch Wolf has been on our podcast a bunch and he has said every time that Alex Brooms pass pass pro is the best on the team, which is insane given that he's five, six, but he's really good at it. That could also lead to him being, you know, more important in, in the short pass game if they need it. So that's my prediction. What do you think? Am I being crazy? Am I, am I, am I completely off base here? Hit us up in the comment section. Tell us what you think about broom, what you think about Garwo and what you're expecting and be specific about it. I want you guys, I'm going to challenge you as our listeners I want to get you past the, 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 the ER stage. Talk to me what you think. And it could be negative, but about these players, what you think they can do and get past the, the coaching stuff. The coaching stuff is, is what it is, right? I want to hear what you think about these players. Do you think that they have a higher upside? Do you think they're going to be used the, in the right way? I want to hear that. I don't want to hear just Halfley's terrible or whatever. Get past that. Let's go to that next step. Let's, let's dive into this team itself and talk more about that. Now, in our second segment, Kai Robichaud is going to be the, the X factor for BC. What is he going to do? And how is he going to play that role in 2023? I'm going to get into all of that in just a moment. Now, I, about a week ago, got my first two pairs of bird dog shorts. They're fit. They perfectly, they're comfortable. They're versatile. I could use them to work out. I can use them for doing work around the house or you know mowing the lawn or just lounging. I love them. I feel, I look great and I feel great wearing bird dogs. I was, I was in the, in the process of getting new shorts and I found these and I was like, wow game changer right here They're, they look great my 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 parents saw them They're like wow aj you look great in those felt pretty good about myself so you need to check out bird dogs and what i'd love you to do is go to birddogs.com and use go to locked on sorry go to birddogs.com locked on college when you enter promo code locked on college they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every cool order again go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and when you enter promo code locked on college they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order check out bird dogs i'm sure you're going to like him this is locked on bc aj black getting into that running backs but before we get into running backs i want to thank every every day or out there that has made locked on bc part of your daily routine. And if you have not checked out locked on BC, this is your first podcast. I want to welcome you. We are the only BC podcast out there that does this every weekday, five days a week. You get Boston college content sent directly to you. So hit that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button right now, like this video. It helps us out tremendously, but that's all I'm going to ask you because I want to thank you because you guys are awesome. So, well, let's, let's look at one other uh, factor for this running game. Now, this offseason, BC clearly was in the process of adding some depth to their running game. They got beat up pretty bad last year. You know, Cam Barfield went down. Alex Broom, I think, was on like one leg at one point. Xavier Coleman was hurt. They didn't have a ton of depth 
at running back. Well, Jeff Halfley addressed that. First, he tried to get Bishel Tutin from NCAA and North Carolina A&T, who was supposed to come to BC, but ends up switching at the last second to go to Virginia Tech. Tough loss. The guy was, is, I think is going to be really good. But BC does the next best thing. And I was impressed they got this guy. And it's Kai Robichaud from Western Kentucky. Kai Robichaud was averaging over eight yards a carry last year for the Hilltoppers. So this guy um, does things at an explosive level. And I'm interested to see how he fits in with this stable because we saw in the last three years with Halfley in this offense, the BC they'll have their every down back. And I expect that to be Pat Garwo, but they cycle in other running backs a lot, which is good. You don't have like the Steve Adazio it's AJ Dillon. And then some David Bailey. And that's it. You see other guys coming in. So Robichaud is going to play this year and he's going to be an X factor. I don't know what role he will play. Will he be the next Travis Levy? You know, a third down back that you bring in. He's bigger. I, I saw him at the spring game. He's much bigger than, than Alex Burrow. So if you need, if say something happens to, you know, Garwell gets dinged up and needs a breather. You can go to Robichaud because he's bigger and can in, take a little bit more of that pounding. Plus he has, I think the size, I don't want to say he's the explosive broom, broom has, because I think broom is going to be, top notch when it comes to that, but he has more explosiveness than Garwo. So he could add more to that offense. I mean, you watch some of his tape from Western Kentucky. There was a lot. He wasn't the primary back, but there was a lot of big plays that he, he was the, the ex, the, the guy that did that last year. So uh, I think he's going to be a two-way player. You're going to see him in the pass game. You know, I think that's so important in a Jeff Halfley offense is this pass game that you're going to see these running backs try to catch the ball. And, and I, I think Garwo can do it. We, I mean, Garwo had quite a few catches last year, but is he the most explosive guy with the ball in his hands? Nah, you know, uh, I'm going to pull up his, his stats right now. Yeah, he had 29 receptions last year for 8.31 yards per carry. Not too bad. While um, Alex Broom had 26 catches for 166 yards. Um, I feel like all of those came, probably like half of those came in that Notre Dame game. I just remember watching Emmett Moorhead throw swing passes over and over and over again because I couldn't do anything. Um, but that being said, I think they, they will they will do much better with that in the future. So Robichaud, he's going to play a role. You're going to have, barring any big injuries, a three, uh, you know, uh, a two headed beast of, I expect, of Broom and Garwo, your lightning and thunder, with a smattering of Robichaud. And the great thing when you have this, this type of three headed, you know, three options that you're going with, you can then go with the hot hand or, or the matchup favor. Like if you're facing a slower team, Run the ball with Alex Broom all you can, you know, make them pay. But if you need to physic out physical them, go with Robichaud, go with Garwo. There's a lot of options here for this offense. And I think that's what you want. I think that's what this running game needs is some versatility. And I think Halfley and this offensive staff has done a nice job of putting together a, a, a stable of running backs that do a whole bunch of different things that they can utilize in different situations against different opponents. So expect, I expect to see um, B BC be more um, liberal with how they, 
they 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 work with these different running backs. And I think Rob Bashaw is going to be one that we're going to see. Now, I want to get to the comments because I think a lot of you guys are out there talking, and I want to get into what you are talking about. Um, and so, Marty Price says, uh, <laughs> Marty has joined us, and Mark Falzone says, I assume the running backs will be better because the O-line will be better. Yep, that's basically the point of the episode, Mark. Yep, you got it. Um, E-Money Bags, welcome. I hope you're following along. Does BC have a quarterback yet? They have Emmett Moorhead. Thank you. And they brought in Thomas Castellanos uh, from UCF, uh, who will be battling for that top spot. So I think we'll see that. Dan Savoba, I'm sorry, Dan. Dan S. seven wins this year. Long day. Um, Roger Carrier gives us a great example of a smaller running back with uh, Maurice Jones. Drew was five, seven. Thank you. I, I was thinking, I couldn't think of like smaller running backs and Roger got one. Maurice Jones. Drew was a lot of fun to watch. Maybe Brim will be the same kind of way. I mean, he's big, just like Jones drew was, uh, uh, then we go to Dennis Monahan. It all comes down to the O line. They produce the team will succeed. If they don't gel, it'll be a tough year. I say six and six. Uh, e money bags is back again. He says BC best known for having O line players. They better have again this year's and surpass three wins. You got it. Uh, and but someone has to call a running place as football fan. Who will do that? Uh, the offensive coordinator, which is Steve Shimko, he's going to be calling the running plays. So we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Now, in our final segment, let's put football behind us for a little folks. I met many of you are out there waiting to talk baseball. BC has a huge win against Virginia Tech. I'll talk about what happened, why it's important, and where BC goes from here in our final segment. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black, your team every day. Thank you so much for listening and hitting that subscribe button on wherever you get in your podcast and liking us on YouTube if you haven't done that already. ACC tournament kicked off. And if you're like me who works a day job, you probably didn't get a chance to watch it because it was an 11 o'clock start. I, I mean, I get into college football. That's a 12 o'clock start. 11, it just seems absurd. But hey, they get a lot of games to fit in and baseball's a slow game. BC gets the early one. They're going to get the, the early one on uh, their next game against Clemson on, um, what do they play? On Friday too. So this is, this is a big um, game for BC. Virginia Tech is the 10th seed in the ACC tournament and BC is the six. This game started off, I mean, as badly as you could expect. The Eagles looked, uh, they let up a bunch of runs in the first inning. They let up um, three runs in the first three innings. And then Mike Gambino goes out and he starts doing the, you know, he does like the starter for a couple innings. You know, it's a reliever Schroeder. And then he goes in and he starts cycling in relievers. But who has, who puts BC on his back? Joe Fatrano again, BC scores four runs in the bottom of the fifth, uh, third inning to, to take the lead. And then, they they put the pedal to the metal with big hits and home runs. Barry Walsh had a a huge catch at the wall. Nick Wang again had a big uh, big day. Uh, as Wang and Vetrano accounted for nine RBIs. But I'm telling you guys, Joe Vetrano. If you if you don't know anything about BC baseball, and you're like looking for like who's the star. It's Joe Vetrano. 
he has reached base now in 22 straight games. He had his 19th multi-hit game in his 38th of his career. And he now has 55 RBIs. <clears throat> he is hitting at an absurd pace right now. He is one of the hottest hitters on the planet. And that perf, you know, the game ends up, BC, you know, takes control late in the game and they win. This is huge for a number of reasons because this is an RPI solidifier for BC. Puts them in position, I would say, from what I've heard from a lot of baseball folks, in the driver's seat for BC to host an NCAA tournament game or series. They could be a host. They could have their pod there. Do you know how big that would be for this program? BC, we talked about the the Brighton campus and, and Harrington Athletics Village as being a host team a s- program for a couple of years when it was being built. But I think most of us were kind of like, yeah, that's never going to happen. It could happen. The say's win makes it almost like it's going to happen. This was huge. It was absolutely huge. As BC, you know, now they step into a game on Friday against Clemson who is, other than Wake Forest, the hottest team in the ACC. You have your two best pitchers ready to go. John West, who beat Clemson. I hope he gets the start. They haven't, I don't think they've announced who's starting yet. They have not. And they have um, the kid, I'm totally blanking on his name. People in the comments, the kid that transferred from from Roger Williams. My brain is just complete uh, mush right now. And they can run up both guys. You go with the guy, you could go with West who beat Clemson and hope your bats just continue going. And when you have Joe Fatrano playing the way he's playing right now, you can beat anybody. If BC wins on Friday, this team is in good shape to not only host an NCAA tournament, but battle any team that they face. Cause they get, they'll play the next round in the, in the, during the weekend, you know, other than Wake Forest, who who knows? They beat Wake Forest once. It can happen. BC could win the ACC tournament. It's not out of the realm of possibility. They are playing inspired baseball right now. They're not the best, most talented team. They're definitely not. Their pitching staff has an area of like six. But they make big plays. They get big hits. They, I mean, if you've watched or listened or even followed along where BC baseball has been over the last like two months, they fall behind almost every game and almost every game they come back. Even if the games they lose, they still come back. That's why this team is so dangerous. That's why Friday's game against Clemson is going to be so much fun. It's an 11 o'clock start. So if you're at work and you can get ESPN on your uh, on your computer, turn it on. I think it'll be a fun game. Uh, but even even if they lose that, you know, that would it would stink. You don't want to hope that they that they lose or or even think about them losing, right? They've already done more than you could ever imagine. Just just think again where this program was a year ago and where they are right now. It's it's a mile. It, they have come miles, and it's so fun to watch. On tomorrow's show, we'll be talking more. Uh, we're going to get into um, – I want to talk about second-year players at BC Football. And I want to look at who are some names you're going to watch for they could be stepping up to have big years for BC. You're going to want to make sure you check that out. This is AJ Black. Follow me on AJ Black 247. If you have not already subscribed to Eagle Insider, get over there. I've got a transfer note of a guy coming on campus on Wednesday. 
And it's for my I'm I'm saving this for my VIP subscribers. I hope you're out there. You have subscribed. You'll find out about it. It's a, I, I, it's a smaller name, but I think it could be exciting. If you want to find this out, uh, make sure you hit that up and uh, follow me everywhere. Thank you so much, folks. We'll see you all again tomorrow. Have a great night.